love is amazing Oh But it's also bullshit And it might also get you murdered Welcome to another episode of Love is Amazing But it's also bullshit And it might get you murdered The podcast that reminds you that everything you ever wanted Could end up in a huge fucking dumpster fire uh, I'm Aaron Black. With me, as always, is Nicholas Control Freak Luna. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, so excited to have him back on the show. Um, so funny, so talented. The Very funny and talented. <laughs> Kendall Pharrell. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Nick and Aaron. Uh, you Glad are welcome. to be back. Well, we're so excited to have you back. Uh, we're, uh, we're trying something new on the show today. We're going to actually do like a two-parter. A two-parter. Yeah. So, uh, what that means is, it's in two parts. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, we're, we're, so, so the uh, source documentary right now, uh, source material, is a, uh, a crime documentary called uh, uh, Dead North. Dead North. Which is an uh, incredible documentary, very well done. Mad B-roll. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, the B-roll is so great. A lot of sailing. Um, a lot of, lot, lot of fil- filming of people sailing. Uh, so, so if you like that spliced into your documentaries, you won't get that from Forensic Files. Um, okay. So, uh, Michigan Upper Peninsula, uh, probably the n- most northwestern part of Michigan. It is a harsh an unforgiving environment, and a lonely reality to face by yourself, which is probably why, (laughs) when it comes to sex, uh, you are probably way more susceptible to make a mistake. Maybe a whoopsie. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, I... I theorize that there has to be some correlation between the farther you live up north, the lower your standards drop. (laughs) I... I, I don't know. I don't know if that uh, correlation exists, but... I think part of it is just, like, the more northern you go, the bigger the coats that people <laughs> yeah. are wearing. Nobody has any idea what anybody else actually looks like. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just, like, yeah. horny and have nowhere to place that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were a woman. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, uh, so... Yeah? <laughs> uh, basically, that is why when, uh, uh... Chris Reagan uh, disappeared on October in October of 2014. Uh, it is no surprise that the story that unfolded uh, ended up involving infidelity. What? Yeah. What, what was a surprise was cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this story takes place in Iron River, population 2,800. Booming uh, town. Yeah. So we're going to uh, come back to meet dear listeners to October 27, 2014. A woman named Terry O'Donnell comes to the office of Laura, Laura Frizzo, who is the chief of police in Iowa River. Uh, she was uh, Terry O'Donnell was a school teacher. When she came in, she was crying, distraught, uh, uh, very upset. She turned out to be the ex-girlfriend of a man named Chris Regan. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Terry and Chris were in a very serious relationship for a while. Uh, they thought about, they were like talking about marriage. It, I think they like were together a little while before, but that didn't work out. And then they kind of rekindled through the relationship. The, yeah, through the magic of the internet. So good for them. Um, yeah. I think they like, it, it said that they knew each other in high school and then they like reconnected and started fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, in so many words. I, I can't imagine that anybody ever dated would want to date me again. Like that, that is like just an insane concept to me. But good for Chris. Um, well, they, he's a real catch. He's a, he's a cool dude, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about Chris a little bit later. Um, but uh, after a year and a half, uh, uh, Chris uh, basically got sick of living in the Upper Peninsula. Uh, he was ready to leave. And he ended up uh, basically breaking up with Terry. It was amicable. 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 Which is another strange concept to me when it comes to breaking up with people. <laughs> uh, really? Uh, I'm pretty sure they all wish death upon me. <laughs> See, I'm like with almost everyone that I've dated. I think I'm still friends with them. Well, that's because you're a big fucking teddy bear. 
know. Yeah. <laughs> what Thanks, about you, Kendall? You, uh, you friends with exes? Uh, I've never really had like a serious relationship where I would call them like an ex or anything. But yeah, right. I mean, I'm I'm still on like good terms with uh, all the people who I've like been intimate with. Nice. That's good. Good, good. Uh, I guess uh, I guess something's wrong with me. Anyway. <laughs> Aaron, you provoke strong feelings in people. You know what it is? Like, when, when I'm intimate with somebody, we share a such a such a a certain level of passion. Exactly. That can't be reproduced with just the mediocre online bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a certain unbridled passion that exactly. can't be contained. You know what they say is once you go, oh shit, uh, no, I'm not even going to touch that yeah, one. Um, I, I know where you were going, and I'm glad you, you know, I think everyone, held yourself I back. think everyone does. Yeah, you know, because my last name is is Black. Aaron Black. Oh, His name's Aaron Black. Oh yeah. man, I it. forgot. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, she reports Chris missing. Chris was 61 he was 53 years old uh he had two sons he seemed like he was uh doing pretty well up in the up um oh he was a uh, what they call it oopers yeah youper yeah, youper yeah he was, he was youper. he was well on his way to being a full-blown youper <laughs> um, so uh, uh terry reports uh that the last thing she heard is that uh chris was going to move to Asheville, north carolina for a job True. So uh, that was the last time she talked to Chris. Um, so basically what ended up happening is uh, uh, she takes the cops to Chris's apartment. And uh, they come in. And uh, basically, like, the apartment looks like he's just in the middle of moving, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't look like a place where if you were going to leave, it, uh, it, it didn't look like the resident Whoever lived there just left. It looks like they were still living there in the middle of something. In the process of moving. And and can I just note that, you know, blonde, you know, ex-girlfriend Shorty was mm-hmm. mad handsy with all the evidence. She yeah, was like, yeah, she was touching fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> she was like going through like shuffling every, she was just like shuffling every fucking paper on his desk. Like this is his job application. I just wanted to get my fingerprints yeah. all over that. Yeah. He was like, these are his knives. Listen, you know, uh, handling the knives. It's like, this is the big kitchen knife that he used to use. Isn't it pretty, you know? Um, uh, Chris's car was last seen at a uh, park and ride. In a park, park and The ride. infamous park, park and ride. Oh, my God. And I guess the park and ride is, they never explain what that is. Yeah, like, where are they parking and riding to? Yeah. yeah. I well, think... I know, a par- okay, a park and ride is, uh, we have them, like, up in, uh, like, rural places a lot. Yeah. It's, like, a place for people to, like, it helps, like, accommodate carpool people. Like, you meet right around, like, a highway exit, mm. you park your cars, and then you go together from there yeah gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. and it's like you won't get tickets or anything like leaving your car there for as like an indefinite amount of time okay oh, so yeah yeah okay. so like if you left your car there and then you got murdered it would be okay <laughs> something like that you wouldn't get any tickets so if you uh want to get rid of uh, a car of a person you killed Park them at a parking ride. Parking ride. It will. It will. It will save you at least a couple weeks. They right. mentioned that parking ride. It seems like <laughs> there is so much going on at this parking ride. Like every different character in this story <laughs> yeah, has spent about time the car- yeah. at this fucking parking ride. <laughs> Dude, I think that parking ride is haunted. Personally. If it doesn't end up being an important part of the story, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> we have heard so much about this fucking parking ride. Yeah. So the cops go there, right? And they see Chris's car. Now, according to Terry, apparently Chris loved this car. Oh, yeah. His uh, Hyundai Genesis. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's a weird car to love. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember? Okay, wait. Remember when they were talking? She was like, he wouldn't just leave his car. That car was like his baby. And I was like, wait. Does he? He has two actual real children. (laughs) (laughs) He loves this car so fucking much, though. She's like, he wouldn't just leave his car. I'm like, wait. Doesn't he have, like, two kids he doesn't live with? (laughs) (laughs) That he may have left. He would would never leave his car. I mean, his two kids, though, can't impress the ladies. I think that's... That's true. His kid is... Chris, uh, I don't remember Junior. that moment where, yeah, it, and then Detective So and So got a call from Chris, Chris Regan. Regan. 
Jr. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that, that's like the producer of the documentary being like, fuck, we got 15 more minutes. Yeah, we, okay. we got to fill. Uh, is there anything else? Is there anything else you could tell me? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, should we talk about the knee brace? Well, yeah. I was about, just about to talk about it. So, about in the car with, was Chris's knee brace. Uh, now, this was very unusual. <laughs> That he would leave his knee brace because apparently he wore that knee brace everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so so they made a very big knee deal about that knee brace, you know. You were, I forget what you said, but you're like, that's the thing? That's yeah, the well, thing they were, where they're like, he, he might be murdered, <laughs> yeah. the knee brace? Well, they were like going through his car and they were like, he needs his knee brace to walk. Like, he wouldn't just leave his knee brace. And I was like... Wait, he's been missing for two weeks. Nobody <laughs> has seen him. His car is abandoned in a parking ride. And then the, his knee brace is the thing that tips him off. Like, <laughs> I think something might have happened to him. <laughs> that's the smoking gun. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the fucking thing that really tips them off. How is he walking? Yeah, how is he walking? <laughs> I think something might have happened to him. So, basically, they send the car to uh, the forensics lab. They also uh, check out his credit card statements, his uh, a checking account, mm -hmm. and they found out that uh, his last pur purchase was for gas on October 14th. Hmm. So, and uh, then the documentary, you know, of course, necessarily shows that footage of him <laughs> refueling his car. And, yeah. and, and, and they were like, and he was wearing blue jeans and a white t-shirt. Critical information. And I'm yeah. like, all right, no one fucking cares. Yeah. Critical information. <laughs> too, ba too bad he wasn't wearing a, like a tuxedo, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be like, a, you know, just always wear a tuxedo because then people always know where you are. Like, they know, you know, like <laughs> wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. Last thing tuxedo is like... You'll pay attention to that. You won't yeah. pay attention to a guy in a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, and the next time you see someone else wearing a tuxedo on the street, you'll be like, ah, oh, I see you. <laughs> you. You could have that unspoken bond between men who wear tuxedos for no reason. <laughs> it would have been great if he was, like, last seen wearing, like, a tuxedo t-shirt or something silly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like because, you know... Uh, I'm fancy, but I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> Chris uh, seemed like he, you know, he seemed like a party guy. Yeah, you, you know, I guess like, I get yeah. I get that from him, but he was also like he was also he was in the military for a very long time. He had like a very um, uh, high pressured uh, job. You know, he was like a very successful. He got his he had his shit together. He had his shit together. I yeah. will say that. Which which makes me think that you know um, that. Uh, well, I'm going to get to that, so I'm not even, so even going to say that. Uh, so uh, Laura brings in the Michigan State Police, and they immediately think that Terry O'Donnell is uh, is the number one suspect. And yeah. that's Captain Laura, the police chief, right? Yeah, Laura Frizzo. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, basically, uh, they uh, Terry saw that Chris was looking at women online. So they basically uh, suspected that maybe she got jealous and did something with him. Um, but Laura, however, disagrees. And she's a smart cookie. She is. She's yeah. like, this This whole crime, this whole story is like the real life Fargo. It yeah. really is. She yeah. reminds me of like Francis, uh, Francis McDermott's character in yeah. Fargo. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like just very wholesome, but like super smart and just knows... Well, that's exactly uh, wh why mm. it strikes me so much because it, her demeanor, like, like very much, like, uh, very warm, compassionate, you know, very, very polite in the way she talks to you. But don't fuck with her. Also, mm -hmm. I think it she should be you. noted that she's a hottie with a naughty body. Oh Ooh. yeah, she is. She is a very attractive. Uh, she's chief gorgeous. Of, I would say probably the most attractive chief of police in the whole entire country. Definitely the most attractive character in this story. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of resent that we hear about everyone's sex life except hers. I'm like, she's the <laughs> only one I'm interested in. Oh, well, you're going to. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so but, buckle up. God, yeah, I want to think about her sex. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that part. Well, get excited. I'm I'm getting my I'm getting all randy. <laughs> um, wait, yeah, I light some candles, the... some incense, take a warm bath, and watch and uh, part three and crimes. four of a, a murder documentary. It really <laughs> gets you in the mood. 
Laura can't stop me from thinking about her in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love the like the Michigan State Police tried to say like tried to like save resources by not investigating and they were just like, I don't know, maybe like he probably just like killed himself. Like <laughs> people like usually when you kill yourself you leave behind a body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like people like nobody just like walks into the deep woods and kills themselves. <laughs> like nobody is that considerate. Yeah. I mean but but you know, and the thing with the state police is like no matter what you present them, they'll, they're just going to k- stick with their story. Yeah. So they'll be like, uh, so you're like, look, if you kill yourself, like you would, you would do it out in the open so somebody could find you. And he was like, well, maybe he was suicidal and a prankster. And then, <laughs> do you ever think about that? You know? Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Laura? Yeah. Shut went, up. Yeah. I went to fucking cop school. Don't, don't mess with me. You know how like when you're packing to move, sometimes you think, you know, what would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> If I walked into the deep woods and shot myself, they would never see that coming. This is a clear-cut case of a comedian killing himself. (laughs) Somebody with a great sense of humor. Yeah. He, he, he just he, he wanted to laugh last all the way to the end. Laugh last. 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 Laugh last. Last laugh. Last laugh. Okay. Moving on. Uh, there was a uh, press release that came out. And uh, uh, it was online. And one of the comments was, uh, has anyone talked to Dale Passer? So uh, basically, uh, Dale was a guy who lived next door to Chris, did drywall uh, for him. And Chris was not happy with his work. Uh, He had a little bit of a temper. So basically, uh, Laura talked to this guy, Dale. But turned out he was out of state during uh, Chris's disappearance. So... A solid alibi? A solid alibi. So that was, um, you know what happened just now? What happened is that was in the documentary, so I wrote it down. And now saying it out loud, I just realized that that totally didn't need to be said. Yeah, it does not move this story forward at all. Yeah, <laughs> Like when they mentioned his fucking hot kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but 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 I guess it just shows you that, uh, you know, Laura's really taking this seriously. Laura is taking this yeah. fucking She's seriously. She's on the yeah. fucking case, dude. So she turns to uh, Chris's employer. Uh, he worked for a company called the Oldenburg Group. Which sounds ominous. Which, yeah, but it all, it happened to be like a military, um, like contractor. Mil- contract. Yeah. They never tell you what that. It seems like some does. sort of like menu. It's like some sort of manufacturing operation. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're like I don't know. Yeah, they make like missiles or bombs or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Kelly yeah. was like an electrical engineer for them, and electrical Chris, assembler, which uh, electrical is assembler. which is funny that it's a, it's like you what why no. <laughs> <laughs> You build electricity? Yeah. No, probably. Um, yeah, so yeah, most likely, actually. When uh, when Laura uh, uh, talks to some people uh, at his work, uh, you know, it turns out that Chris was appointed to the supervisor position pretty quickly. So she starts thinking, like, maybe some people were jealous, you know? A yeah. little jelly? A little jelly, yeah. A little jelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that must be nice to... Have a job where people are jealous of you. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about it? No, I don't. Uh, so uh, the last day Chris worked was October 14th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bought gas that day. He did buy gas that day, and uh, basically in a t-shirt and jeans. In a t-shirt and jeans, he he was just you know your a, ga- t- a gas buying man. Typical <laughs> youper. Nobody. Typical youper. Nobody thought Always twice. Buying gas in his t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Classic. Chris is there, that his name? There goes the damn youpers. Oh, that's a youper right there. Uh, that's a youper. I li- I like I I would love to be a youper. I think that would be a, a f- that's a fun little nickname to have. It is youper. Yeah, yeah. Here in New Jersey, I'm just asshole. But <laughs> you know, but other places you get cool Canuck. Right? Canuck's fun. I would love to be called a Canuck. I mean, I'm not Canadian. But is that derogatory though? I don't think so. It. I mean, it, I, I think, mean, I guess they have a well, hockey team. There's, there's, no there's a certain yeah. way you could say it, probably. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can make anything offensive if you yeah. believe in yourself enough. <laughs> uh. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> Noted. No, that that was inspirational right there. <laughs> so if you if you happen to be listening to this in Montreal, enjoying some poutine, <laughs> watch out. Watch be, out, yeah. you, you stupid Canuck. Because apparently Canadians <laughs> can get offended. Um, so uh, basically Chris never showed up to work on October 14th. Uh, there was rumored that Chris uh, knew an employee pretty well, and her name was Kelly Cochran. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. Turned out that Chris and Kelly were having an affair. Well, well, she was having an affair. Chris was just kicking it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, way to go. That's a, that's a good um, distinction right there. Yeah. We're going to leap to Chris's defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, I've, I feel like, yeah, you're kind of like defending people that uh, sleep with other married people. What's your deal, Nick? <laughs> I, I've slept with married people. A married that you person. haven't been married to. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I slept with one married person, and I, I didn't know... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it, nothing happened because that was in West Virginia. So oh my, oh man, I could have that could that could have been like straight up uh, deliverance right there. Yeah, you could have gotten dismembered over that shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get went to her house, some guy over there with a canoe, being like, "You got a pretty mouth." You know, <laughs> got, got some got some ugly ass kids playing some banjo on on the porch. And I'm like, I'm about to get raped. I think. <laughs> um. So Ke- Kelly was married, but she was messing around. Um, which you know, uh, never good idea. Uh, especially if uh, the person you're married to um is a psycho. Well, the full story is is like they were married, but then he uh came upon some like medical issues and is now impotent. Okay, we're we're, we're talking about um yeah uh, Jason. Jason yeah Jason yeah and we're gonna get to that yeah. okay um uh so anyway um Kelly was described as a good worker nobody really complained that much about about her but she did complain of some issues she had a husband uh that tried to kill her and off himself so that's what she told some people um so so people knew that she was kind of had a a pretty rough home life um laura frizzo went to the cochran's residence and uh she ended up talking to jason who seemed very irritated Mm -hmm. um at the time he was very irritated he wasn't polite when she asked if kelly was home uh, she said that Kelly wasn't home, and literally, or at least what happened in the reenactment, like two minutes later, Kelly shows up, and uh, Kelly basically. So, so the uh, police officer was like, "You just said Kelly wasn't home. Why would you say that it, when she's clearly right behind you?" <laughs> and then Kelly said something along the lines that uh, Jason lied because he thought that she might be in trouble. Which just sounds like uh, that sounds so suspect. Yeah, kind of, kind of bullshit. Um, so during this uh, uh, interview um, between uh, the Iron River Police and uh, Kelly and Jason, uh, Kelly said that the last time she contacted Chris was on October fourteenth or fifteenth. She said that she has never heard of the parking ride where Jason's car was left. So that's uh, just remember that as we continue <laughs> on with the story. Obvious lie. Yeah. Everyone knows and loves and hangs out at the park and ride. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like uh, the town center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the center of social activity. It, 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 it's it's like the. Uh, it's the place where youpers go to see and be seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know. It, it's like back in like, you know, like in the in the 1950s and like, you know, the West Side Story. It was like <laughs> it was like the cafe that it, they all hung out and the in the beatniks uh, fought with the greasers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> no. Nah, uh, OK. Anyway. Uh <laughs> So, uh, and then the cop asks if she ever had an affair uh, with Chris. Mm-hmm. And right in front of her fucking husband, she was like, yeah, yeah, we banged all the time. Uh, so she basically missed the affair. Jason at this time was very emotional. It's uh, stoic, uh, which, by the way, whoever uh, played Jason in that reenactment just nailed 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, this guy was so great. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) he he was chewing up the scenery in all the best ways. Yeah, yeah. He he just had this like uh, uh, faraway look in his eye, and just had this like expressionless face. And you know, in his mind, he was like, "This is my big break." You know, this guy for the listener, like he looks like a a store brand version of Hank from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Without without the character or. Acting chops, yeah, <laughs> or, or like anything that's redeem, redeemable or likable about the character. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Kelly uh, seemed to be uh, concerned about uh, Chris. She thought that uh, she she seemed like very like uh, Chris was a really good guy. She came off as she real that she really had a very um, feelings towards yeah. him. Yeah, like real feels. Once again. Right in front of Jason. Uh, I mean, God damn. Like, what? How? Just how crappy is your marriage <laughs> when you have to listen to your wife talk about how much she loved a coworker and just have to, like, kind of stand there and just all, all bald? <laughs> yeah, and just, like, just, just be like, well, I'm impotent, so it actually <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think you could ever be in a situation where you would be okay with a significant other just messing around? Yeah, I mean, if I were like, if uh, Jason, if I were Jason, like, I don't know. I don't think that their arrangement actually is that strange. I think that like, if you were like unable to be intimate with your partner for like whatever medical issues, like it's fine for them to like seek physical intimacy with other people. You know what? You're right. Yeah, I, I agree with you yeah. as well. I mean, what are they just <laughs> supposed to like be like never have sex again because you're into like you're impotent? Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's like that strange of an arrangement. It just seems like she's becoming like really emotionally entangled with all these people, which mm-hmm. is like weird. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know though. Like. If you're impotent, like, I don't know, hand stuff? Yeah, that's true. We, other weird... Get, get weird. Get weird with it. You know what, Aaron? You're right. They're not... I wouldn't... It doesn't seem like they explored all the options yeah. for intimacy. Or, or maybe they did, and it just didn't work out, you know? Yeah. And, like... Could be that Kelly just, you know, she just, like, needs the peen. Yeah. And, and maybe Jason was a selfish lover, and he didn't want to do the handsy stuff. Yeah. God, Jason. I'm, I, I'm I'm so sick of his shit. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know anything about Jason, but I'm going to go out on a limb there and be like, that is total bullshit. Like, Jason, you know Jason would have done pretty much anything that this, this woman asked him to do. I mean, like, do you think Jason's anything. going down on Kelly? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You think yeah, he I th- is? I think he, I think he makes a home down there. <laughs> like, like, like we're talking about like hours and hours. Like we're talking about snack breaks. Like he has like a nightstand with a book on it down yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 bring, he brings his pillow and and he just takes a nap, a like a good fifteen minute minute nap, and then just goes back back to work. Honestly, that sounds. I mean, he's living his best life if that's the case. <laughs> That's true, but maybe that wasn't enough for Kelly, man. Uh, I'm rooting for him now. I hope he didn't dismember this guy. You know, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> as as much as a, of a he's ba- he's the villain. Like this, like he, there's nothing good that happens to him or that he does. But and it's hard to pick this up during the podcast. But you do feel for the guy. In the documentary, you feel for him bad. Oh. Like this, this guy, all he wanted was love, and he got. Well, he sort of got it, but he also got a lot of. <laughs> he was not an accomplice love. in a murder. Well, yeah. Well, well, yeah, and basically, like his whole thing was like, you know, I can either let her do whatever she wants, or you know, she'll leave me, and then I'll be alone. Yeah, and that was kind of like. Well, I think for him, like, I mean, who else is he going to fucking date? Like, who? what is he going to, like, go out on dates with people and be like, you seem cool anyway. I'm impotent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think, like, he's kind of, like, burned out. Like, there's not a lot of people up there youping it up, you know? Like, I think <laughs> Kelly is probably his best option yeah. for, like, a greasy squeezer once a week. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the most disgusting way to, to uh, describe a one-night stand. But I, I hear that, man. It's, like, it's tough. It's like, um, uh, I, it's, it's just how would you do that? You go, if, if, you, were, if you had, like, if you were imp- impotent, like, would you just straight off the bat 
tell him just be like like a perspective partner yeah i mean i i guess i would just bring it up after i like <laughs> showed them i was like really good at like playing playing the piano or something was like, oh my god now that you know i'm like really great with my hands you should know that that is my only option <laughs> let me give you a back row yeah yeah let me, uh, yeah. Yeah, let me give you a, i have something to tell you but you know what let me give you a massage first yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we are at <laughs> October 28th, 2015. Jason and Kelly uh, come down to the police station for questioning. They are being questioned not by Laura Frizzo at this point. Our but the, hero. But the state police. Um, and basically, uh, Kelly said that there was no real reason for them to talk to Jason. Uh, Jason w- was cool with the whole situation. Uh, Kelly said that uh, she saw Chris at his apartment about 12 to 15 times. Uh, They started off as good friends. Uh, They would often have dinner together in his apartment. Uh, They were close. She described him as a really great guy, hard worker. Uh, Said that Chris actually asked her to move down to North Carolina with him. Which I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I find that a little hard to believe, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, j- uh, in this whole time while this is happening, uh, uh, Jason knows that uh, this guy, Chris, is uh, banging his wife mm-hmm. um, and says that he didn't care, uh, that Jason was depressed. He recently had to fight a bout with cancer. And uh, uh, Kelly, at this point, tells the police he was impotent and that's why he was seeing other men. Damn, you're depressed, you have cancer, and then your wife is like, look, I know you're going through a rough patch, but I need to get fucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he also said that uh, uh, Chris was not the only guy that Kelly was seeing. Yeah. What? Yeah. She was also banging that other guy from work. That oh, other yeah, guy yeah. from work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, like a lot of people see work as work, but she sees it as just like a pool of... Dudes to bang, basically, <laughs> which is beauty I is mean, in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. It's true. I'll tell you what, man. If that's your perspective on work, there's some upsides to that. Like you'll be excited to go work right now, you know? <laughs> right? You you never you'll never be late. You know? You're you're like you know if if my work was filled with just. I'm gonna people yeah, you yeah, could yeah, bang. Yeah. Well, uh, don't you work with the Rockettes? I don't work with the Rockettes. I the the, the Rockettes uh, work on you. Uh, I, I I usher in people from Iowa to take pictures with them. Like like there, there's no Rockette that that's like uh, let me tell you about a coworker of mine, really great guy. Nope, that's that's not a conversation that anyone's having. Uh, but um, I'm going to end it there because I don't want to get fired. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so um, uh, she mentions this guy, Eric Erickson, who sounds like a, who sounds like a Viking or yeah. something, Yeah, right? yeah, it's mad Nordic. He looks exactly like her husband, Jason, yeah. by the way. They Except are, not like, both. fucking identical. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and I guess he's yeah. not impotent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, obviously yeah. has a type. Yeah. Yep. See, uh, I'm looking for for a bald guy that's not impotent. <laughs> you know, she's 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 a lateral mover, I guess. The heart wants what it wants. Yeah. <laughs> Every time someone says that, I always have to remind them that that was said by uh, Woody Allen when he talked about having sex with his underage Asian daughter. <laughs> but go ahead, believe what you want. <laughs> um, so Kelly said that Jason. Uh, Chris and Eric all knew about each other, which another thing I, I find hard to believe. Uh, Kelly, but, but I think it is true, though. Because they did you're know. You're right, you're right. Yeah, they did know mm-hmm. about each other. Well, I think Chris and Eric both knew the score. I think Chris and Eric both were like, we're not going to marry you. <laughs> yeah, no. It's really cold. It's it's it, it's. It's been dark for 28 days. I need to <laughs> be with someone right now. Uh, when when it gets sunny out, I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> and like there's such little light, we can't really see how busted you are, Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. No. It, yeah. yeah. Chris is uh, Eric's supervisor, and Kelly was banging uh, them both. No, no. 
uh, that was Art Johnson. We're going to get to him in a uh, second. Yeah. My mistake. My yeah. mistake. Art Johnson's a great name, yeah. by the way, though. Oh, all these True. names are pretty good. Uh, so uh, now, so Kelly uh, gets an interview with police, the state police. Uh, now Jason comes in. Uh, right off the bat, Jason, the first thing Jason does <laughs> is he says he's been seeing a psychiatrist for high anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then he imme- immediately starts crying. <laughs> yeah, 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 Aaron, let me fly in a soundbite of that because this is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you guys in advance, I see a therapist for high anxiety. I actually was institutionalized a little over a month ago where I get, I guess, really flustered in that. So, okay. you know, if I seem like I'm getting wound up, I, I do see a therapist for it. So, And all of a sudden, he's just bawling. I'm thinking to myself, who starts an interview this way? You know? What does he have to be crying about at this moment? I mean, he's here because we want to know if he might have any idea where Chris Reagan might be. So, um, yeah, is it like like this guy is definitely no uh, uh, George Clooney from Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not he's not playing this one all all smooth and uh, smart. <laughs> um, well, he, but, was, he walks in and like starts crying right away. I'm like, wow, he really is impotent. <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's, it's one of those things where, like, when you're younger, impotency, you, like, you, you could talk about it with a certain amount of, like, oh, whatever. But as you get older, you're like, you really feel for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> because, I, you know, I've been in more than a couple times where uh, it didn't work out. Whiskey and, dick. Yeah. And, mm. um, and man, can you feel like a real piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and sometimes they'll let you know that that's how you're supposed to feel. Do you ever try to like just put it in anyway, but it's like limp, oh. so it's like you're packing an old musket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just trying oh, to like no, no. tamp I... it, and like you're trying to like hide scarves in your palm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like it's like trying to to fit a clam into a slot machine. But like, you, you won't give up. You, yeah. You're like, stay still. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Don't move. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is fun, right? You're having fun now? Uh, God, is... what, what, what a nightmare sex can be. <laughs> when you think about it, it's like, it's, I, you know, it's like... It's something that, and I'm just like generalizing here, it's something that everyone wants, but it really also is something that could turn into your worst nightmare. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you're really putting yourself on a stage, and it's up to you to see how you perform. Yeah. Sometimes and sometimes you, you just bomb, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you bomb, um, but when, when, when it does go well, like... Like it, I, I feel like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man Three when he's like dancing down the street, <laughs> and everybody's looking at him weird. You know? <laughs> uh, I like that. That's where your mind went. Yeah. <laughs> to like a Spider-Man Three reference. I. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, oh, Toby. It all went downhill after a, a ride with the devil. But that's, not, <laughs> that's neither here or there. Uh, so anyway. Uh, during the interview, Jason said that he was not cool with the affair, so uh, which is contradicting what Kelly is say, saying. Um, according to Jason, uh, he basically said, I got sick. She wouldn't have sex with me. Uh, and at one point, he felt like I either have to let her... Uh, you know, spread her wings and bang, mm-hmm. or, <laughs> or, or she would divorce him. So that's what happened. Um, here's an interesting little tidbit. On October 16th, 2014, after Chris was went missing, Jason checked himself into a psychi- psychiatric hospital for five days for being suicidal. So, uh, interesting timing there. Hmm, yeah. Um, so, now we're at, uh, we're, we're at November 14th. Um, and basically, they've been searching for three weeks now. Uh, and, uh, uh, no luck. The the Kelly uh or I mean uh Laura has a bunch of resources. Uh, uh Captain Laura? Yeah, Captain Laura. She has dogs. 
<clears throat> military uh, helicopters. The drone B-roll. Yeah. So she's uh, <laughs> doing her best. Where could he be? Um, so at this point, uh, it dawned on her that Kelly and Jason Cochran live right next to uh, a place called the Caspian Pit, which is an abandoned mine. And it's described by a lot of people as bottomless. Like, you go in there. Goodbye, Goodbye. whoever you are. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? No. I mean... I don't, I don't know, Nick. What did you just do? You just uh, did a sound uh, effect with uh, your mouth? Yeah, like <laughs> as if I was falling into the bottomless pit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Sorry. I, when I listen to it, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Remind me. Uh, uh, so you'll listen I, to the episode? I'll listen to the episode, okay, I promise. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So um, uh, Frizzo right now is uh, uh, basically uh, focused on uh, Jason Cochran uh, because he agreed... Uh, to an open marriage, but he admitted that he basically was very jealous that Kelly mm-hmm. was seeing a bunch of dudes. Uh, Kelly said that Jason was cool with the arrangement, but uh, Jace, uh, uh, Laura found a bunch of texts uh, from Jason to Kelly that suggest otherwise. So uh, here's some of the texts. Uh, this was on October 14th, right? Uh, the month... That Chris went missing. Uh, Jason, uh, don't be with other guys. Be with me. Kelly, you never loved me. Don't ruin my life or (laughs) hurt me anymore. Jason, I still love you. Please stop lying to me. Jason, you went to lunch with another guy again. Jason, come home after work and no men for lunch, please. I, I do admit that that wasn't a great performance. No, 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 no. no. It, 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 was a, it was a fine performance. Don't lie to me. <laughs> um, uh, Kelly's cell phone uh, kind of leads to another quasi-lead of Lynn and Curtis Hall, who actually worked at a diner mm-hmm, that Kelly mm-hmm. worked at. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And basically, they said the same thing, that she basically was like, Jason's a psycho, um, wants to kill Kelly. You ever work at a diner? I have never worked at a diner, no. You ever had somebody that you worked with that you thought might have murdered someone? <laughs> <laughs> um, not really, but like there have been people I've worked <laughs> with who I'm like, you would, he's going to murder for sure one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just takes that one thing to make him snap. <laughs> yeah. There's um uh you you ever you ever worked with somebody who's like my significant other might kill me like Ooh. like you you ever worked with somebody where you're like what am I gonna like what that makes you ask yourself like if I should step in oh no mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that yeah mm-hmm. me neither <laughs> how about you. <laughs> Uh, I have, but I didn't step in. No, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that never happened. I, I don't think. Like, I've, I've had coworkers that told me fucked up things, but it, they told me in such a way that would just kind of, like, me being like, uh, you do you, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like, coworkers don't really, like, confide in me in that way because, like, if I were to be in a situation where I'd have to step in, they yeah. know I wouldn't be that reliable, and I'd probably fuck it up. <laughs> Wait, so do you guys think that uh, Jason actually did say he was going to kill Kelly, or do you think that she was just like saying that? I at think work for, I like, think attention? he said it. I think he definitely he probably said it. Said yeah. it yeah. yeah, but also I'm sure she like blew it out of proportion as well. Yeah. Kelly has way bigger balls than Jason. Yeah, he's like such a beta cuck, you know. Like he's, <laughs> I don't think he would have the balls. Like, I don't think he would. I, I'm not sure, sure that he ever actually threatened her. Yeah, you know what he is? He's an incel that got married. He is. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the perfect way of describing yeah. him. So, so, so to anyone who identifies incels, even if you get lucky, it's still not going to go well. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Uh, life is totally worth living. Please don't. Um, do anything drastic. Anyway, uh. November 10th, 2014, uh, Laura Frizzo uh, actually questions Kelly and Jason. Now, you got to remember that when Kelly and Jason uh, were questioned before, it was by the state police. So this is uh, Laura actually um, getting it from uh, the mouth of the horse. Uh, 
horse's mouth. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, Jason agrees to come down to uh, the uh, the police de- department. Um, Jason basically says that uh, Kelly would like go home from work and go right back out seeing other men just banging dudes and there was a voice in his head that ever that told him that he should kill himself ever have a voice in your head uh i don't know like i, I talk to myself in my head a little bit yeah but it's not like i hear voices yeah you you it, you you have voices in your head but they're kind of like your own voices yeah it's just like my voice yeah. talking yeah. to me I, I mean, I literally, like, when I'm working on stuff, just talk to myself in general. Like, the other yeah. day, me and Aaron were at, like, this bar slash coffee shop, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the shit. And Aaron's like, what you talking about? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I, I was talking to me, man. Yeah. I, mean, I think most people <laughs> yeah. have, like, some sort of then inner I had to monologue. Turn to the, <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, when it comes to, like, voices in your head, uh, like, you know, have you ever, sometimes when I stand on a... Uh, next to the edge of a drop, um, you ever get that feeling where like I should jump. I should jump. Yeah. Or, or like same thing when I'm like riding really fast on on the freeways. Like, what would happen if I just like? Maybe this is how I yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as far as killing myself, I never like had a voice in my head do it. But sometimes mm-hmm. I, sometimes like I think about like. You know, being on like uh, some type of swing, and at the end of the swing, <laughs> uh, there's like a there's a pole, and it and it kind of like and I get like uh, impaled on it. Um, yeah, or or like you know when you're taking like a nice warm bubble bath, and you're like I should dry my hair with a hair dryer. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I think I've you know um, Bill Burr has a, a a great thing about like. Uh-huh. Um, you know, thinking about suicide, where it's like it doesn't always mean that you're suicidal. It's, yeah. it's a kind of like a normal. And he said, and it was like usually it's like the little things, like Thanksgiving. He woke up, and his wife was like, "Remember that you said you had to uh, buy a pie?" And he was like, "I gotta buy a pie," and you know, it's like, and yeah. he just thought about like jumping in front of traffic or something. <laughs> Um, but when it comes to big problems, like, I, I guess that voice in your head to kill yourself, it gets less academic and gets more to the point. Yeah. Like, like maybe if you're living with like guilt of maybe murdering somebody. Yeah. Man. Do you think, um, do you think like after this episode comes out, like we're going to get like involuntarily like sent to some type of psychiatric hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Fifty-one, fifty. Yeah, Ottawa, edit, edit that whole part out. Um, so uh, uh, basically, um, Jason didn't work, which could also add a little bit yeah. to the depression. Mm-hmm. So he went on these long walks. Yeah, which, which is suspect. Uh, I mean, I believe that he went on these long walks. So this is another element of, like, this is a, not a bad deal for Jason. Like, she might be sleeping with other people, but she's also financially supporting him. So That's true. Yeah, you should quit being such a whiny bitch and just keep going down on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I got my walks, yeah. you know. I, yeah, he I, takes long walks yeah. and you he know, hopefully eats Kelly out. Yeah, and exactly. That's, Things that's are... a full life right there. Exactly, man. You know, it, it's just like, I, you know, uh, it, it's like you get to live in the UP and just hang out, you know, and, and if it means you take long, sad walks in the middle of the day, so be it. <laughs> you know, it really it's, is it's such well a worth beta. it. Yeah, it's kind of like what it's all about to be a youper. So, yeah. Yeah. On one of these walks, and this is Jason talking to Laura, uh, he actually sees mm-hmm. uh, Chris's truck. Or no, Kelly's truck, but yeah. it was parked in what he believed would be Chris's residence. Yeah. Well, I believe it was Jason's truck, but Kelly was driving it. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Well, I mean, yeah. is it really Jason's truck, though? She is the breadwinner. Yeah, so yeah. All, and like, they are married. stuff, his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Look, look at this stuff. fucking Morgan Freeman from Seven over here. He <laughs> <laughs> should be a detective, Nick. You mean I'm not? <laughs> uh, the weird thing about seeing the truck was that um, he had to walk in the opposite direction of where he uh, Yeah, like usually... four blocks out of his usual yeah. route. So that was weird. And he had no explanation yeah. why he did that. 
Yeah, so at this point... I don't know why he didn't just be like, I don't know, I was kind of curious about this dude my wife is banging. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know why he couldn't just, like, said that. Like, that's not necessarily, like, you know. Um, I don't think he's really... Well, I think that... I, I don't think he's not, not smart. I don't think he's stupid. What I think is that um, he's nervous. I don't think he's very good around authority. I don't think he's good under pressured situations. As he said. Yeah. I mean, all of those things are like hallmarks of stupidity. <laughs> like, I do think he's an idiot. Like, I think he's stupid. And I think that he's with Kelly because he's like easily manipulated. And she just like tells him to. I mean... I don't think that's I don't think that's stupidity. I think that's a weak character. Ah. You know, a weak constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I bet if we took an IQ test, though, like he seems like kind of a fucking moron. Like he <laughs> he walked into this like inter- interview with the police and it was just like, just so you know, I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> he starts crying right away. I mean, I'm like I don't. Maybe he's not like like actually retarded, but like I'm like watching him. Like, dude, your IQ has got to be room temperature. <laughs> like you don't have, like if you can't hold the crazy and that's fine but it's like don't like walk in and just immediately tell them that like all right brace yourselves because yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna be fucking crazy right now yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. like go in a little more tactfully bro yeah yeah, yeah keep it keep it a little chill yeah know? i feel like, like if he were smart like he might have just i don't know like handled it a little bit differently yeah not yeah. started crying right off the yeah. bat yeah. Yeah. Crying are you, are, right are you ready to get onto the nutty roller coaster yeah you know? <laughs> The loop, the loop de loops are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what? I I see where his line of reasoning was because he was like, "I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna get this right off the bat, so they don't think that." <laughs> uh, and because that's that's what I would do. Um, which is you know why I don't commit yeah. crime. But like, <laughs> but literally, like even as uh, uh, you know, anytime I got pulled over, like I remember one time getting pulled over, I was like in college and like i got pulled over and and the cop was like roll down your window it's like license and registration is like i had a beer three days ago so (laughs) i was just i was i so uh i'm you know it's there was like some like psychology test where Uh it was like it turns out if like if you give someone a lab coat and like a clipboard people will just do what they say you know, there's some people yeah. that that will be like, uh, that will be like, uh, I'm not going to do what you say. You have no authority. What you're wearing doesn't mean anything to me. I am not one of those people. Yeah. Right. I would say if, if someone in a lab coat right now <laughs> came in and was like, hey, uh, and said something crazy like, yeah. uh, you need to, uh, uh, you know, uh, streak around the block. I'll be like, <laughs> oh. Man, bummer. It's so cold out. But yeah, yeah, he'd be like, I don't see what the point is, but like, I'm not a doctor. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, what was that? That was uh, Milgram. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Milgram yeah, yeah. experiment, which yes. was deemed unethical and could never be done yeah. nowadays because, yeah, it yeah, really yeah, fucked yeah. with people. Fucking nerding up the podcast. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, so basically, um, Friz- Lord Frizzo now talks to uh, Kelly alone, and uh, Kelly also mentions that um, she's seen not only Chris but another coworker, and his name was Eric Erickson. Eric Erickson, and uh, which he's not a Viking, but he's a ridiculous mi- name, by the way. If your last name is Erickson, why would you name your kid Eric? I don't know. They like alliteration. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's like that. Uh, it's like that dude who uh, named this kid Hitler. <laughs> that happened one time. What? Oh, my God. Oh, God. There was a whole court case about it. Fucking garbage people, man. Um, Hitsy, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you know, it's like you, you, some, sometimes you want that little thing that separates you from the crowd. <laughs> and uh, uh, naming yourself out 
from a homicidal, genocidal maniac, that will do it. Yeah. Say uh, what you want, but it is a good way to get attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no one's gonna, no one's gonna skip his name. When, <laughs> you know, yeah, going over applications. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, Laura asks Kelly uh, to take a, a lie detector test, and Kelly refuses. She says the nano. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically. Uh, Within days of starting the investigation, uh, Laura gets a call from uh, a person named Chris Regan. Chris Regan, but, but it's Chris Regan <gasps> Jr. Jr. Yeah. Uh, it turns out Chris Regan Jr. was estranged, but they were in the middle of uh, uh, mending their broken relationship. Mm -hmm. Just one of those details of the story that makes it just exceptionally that much sadder. You know? but, but also does not drive the story forward whatsoever. Yeah, sure. Totally irrelevant. If, <laughs> if, if, if you're a person that's not like heartless, like Nick, yeah, uh, it, it it brings that human connection to mm -hmm. to it a little bit. I was glad they showed some footage of his son because it was like finally some eye candy. He is by far <laughs> the most attractive man in this whole documentary series. Yes. Well, well, he would I, clean up. I know, yeah. An Iron River. He, yeah, he, he would. would. He, he would. would. He would clean up nice. And yeah. But when I saw him, I was like, man, this guy has definitely eaten peyote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're at January 15th right now. Um, uh, basically, uh, uh, Chris Regan Jr. goes up to uh, get out his father's uh, furniture. Uh, and Laura tries to give him... Uh, his father's dog tags, and he refuses. Just a heart, another heartwarming, not necessary part of the story. <laughs> so uh, at this point, Laura Frizzo talks to Eric Erickson, who was also sleeping with Carrie, Kelly. Um, he was in the military. He served three tours. Uh, just kind of like a straight shooter. Don't mess with this guy. Uh, so yeah, he seems like a good dude. Turned out they were having sex sometime uh, in September 2014. That's not. You know, very far away from the time that uh, our homie Chris disappeared. Exactly True. one month. Exactly <laughs> one month. You know, I'm I'm your Brad Pitt to your Morgan Freeman of seven. <laughs> we're just we're working the case. We're finding fingerprints on paintings. <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna shoot someone at the end. It's it's gonna be great. Anyway, uh, Eric Erickson says that uh, one time they hooked up at. A place called the parking ride. <laughs> Whoa! So, which means basically that Kelly was lying to him the whole time. Laura Frizzo also noticed a uh, that Eric Eric texted Kelly on October twelfth. That's two days before the disappearance. Uh, it was basically a booty call, but booty call. Uh, the place they were gonna meet up. Anybody want to guess? Uh, is it the wait, wait, wait. park and ride? Park and ride. Park and, oh, oh, oh snap! Let me make a song for this yeah. one. <laughs> it's cold. It's been fucking snowing for a month. Let's fuck it, park and ride. Let's fuck it, park and ride. Let's fuck it, park and ride. Mine was like a play on the car wash song. Man, <laughs> the car wash. Yeah. Take it the to the park and ride. And ride. There has to be some correlation with the older you are and having sex in the car, the sadder <laughs> your life has to be. I mean, I last time I had sex in the car, I think it was 17, something That's like that. That's age appropriate. Yep. Okay, so we're at December uh, 2014. Uh, the Michigan State Police, they grew impatient with uh, Laura Frizzo. Not only that, but the city manager was also trying to slow her inv investigation down. We're going to talk about this in the next part, but he's a real piece of shit. Well, also, I feel like everyone was, like, talking down to her because she was, like, a lady cop. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it, that's true, and that's part of the city manager deal. Yeah. He was a real um, sexist piece of shit. Yeah, like, like she, like, Frizzo is, like, a fucking champion, and, you know, she was, like, a crusader for truth, and everyone was trying to shut her down. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Clearly, whoever the city manager is isn't a big fan of Fargo. So actually, at this point, uh, Laura is like, kind of funding this investigation 
privately a little bit. Yeah, she's working on the weekends. She had to like raise money and work mm-hmm. weekends and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. GoFundMe page uh, for murder. You know, it's like most gun- GoFundMe pages. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, uh, I've been out of work for a couple weeks. Uh, can anyone help me out? And he's like, uh, does anybody want someone not being murdered? Does anybody, <laughs> okay. anybody want to be someone who murdered someone not on the street? You know? <laughs> you want to give me five bucks? Um, okay. So we're at March 5th, 2015. There's enough evidence that is gathered that Laura Frizzo could finally get a search warrant for the Cochran house. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Uh, Kelly basically lets the police in. Um, they find a crazy amount of weapons. Yeah, like a like weird, weird medieval like style like torture knives. It's yeah. called a mace, Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had like weird torture knives and shit like that too. Like you know, they uh, a big double sided pro- axe. Yeah, big proponents of the Ren Fair over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, little known fact: any knife could turn into a torture knife. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all about believing in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to apply. <laughs> yeah. uh, they had a 22 caliber gun uh, underneath the entertainment center loaded. Um, and uh, what else did they find? Knives and swords, like a ton. Yeah. Uh, bows and arrows... Uh, several guns, bats, and hammers. One of the guns was unregistered, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, for some reason, they had, like, a hammer in a place where they could get it as if they needed it at yeah. a moment's notice. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that doesn't really say anything. Like, I, I've, I've put hammers in uh, easy, easily, uh, easily gettable places. But, you know, it's, it's not because I'm... Aaron Black. I hit someone with a hammer. <laughs> Aaron Black, how many hammers do you have? Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm hammerless. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've at one point owned one or two hammers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I used to do? I used to sleep with a... I used to take a, a lock, like a... Kind of like a... a like a, a master lock or A master or? lock, and I put it in a sock. And I oh. would and I would tie the sock and knot, and it was like one of those big like swingy yeah, dress yeah, yeah. socks, and I slept with that <laughs> under my bed because um, I used to uh, I lived in L.A. I lived next to uh, this lady and this uh, guy, and they were clearly schizophrenic, and uh, I had like this big glass window that you basically could see into mm-hmm. so it was just like basically the only thing between me and like the schizophrenic couple was um a window and i don't and a think sock with a lock in it and a sock with a lock <laughs> in it yeah um i wonder what yeah. happened to that sock with a lock <laughs> you'll find it one day man it'll come back to you it's like, like the adult it, it, version like, of a sock and bopper yeah <laughs> like like if, if you truly love something you'll let it go and then at some point. Shut up, Nick. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the crime lab came to the house. And uh, they ended up having a po- po- positive reaction to the luminal. Oh, yeah, luminal. And, and Back if any of you are forensic file fans, you know luminal. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, you know luminal. Oh, Every episode, luminal. There's Let's make a luminal that song. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, here's our brand new luminal song. You know luminal, 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 luminal. You know luminal, luminal. Uh, the luminal had a positive reaction to uh, it to the blood, and uh, what the crime lab said was that it was something called cast off. Ah. So let's say I'm beating Kendall to death with a hammer, and or a sock with a lock in it, or a sock with a lock. <laughs> Uh, a weapon and, of choice. And there's all this blood on the hammer. And uh, when I swing it back, little specks of blood go all, all over the st- ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's cast off. Like a Jackson Pollock painting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, right, yeah. just call me fucking Dexter. <laughs> um, so uh, they identified it as cast off. Amazingly, throughout all of this, uh, the Cochrans couldn't be arrested. Um Oh, yeah, yeah. When they did the search warrant, they were like, you guys can't be in the house. Go wherever you want. 
Mm-hmm. So they went across the street to the neighbor's house. The sailors. Yeah, yeah the sailors. Which we're going to hear a, yeah. a little bit more about later. But um, anyway, uh, uh, they couldn't be arrested, right? Even though I, I, I don't understand why they couldn't get arrested for the unregistered handgun. But Yeah, uh, isn't that like a felony? Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe yeah. not in Michigan. Huh, true. <laughs> so, um, so basically, uh, at on March six, two thousand fifteen, Jason and Kelly Cochran vanish. They're on the lamb, baby. They're on the lamb. Uh, they're they're on the ride. Fuck a beat. I was trying to beat a case, but I didn't beat that case, bitch. I did the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The words of the very wise Tay K forty seven. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Lord Frizzo uh, questioned the neighbors, uh, and basically, uh, one of the neighbors, uh, a guy named uh, David Sailor, was like they were nervous. Uh, Jason apparently was like beat red, like mad beat red. Yeah, and then a bombshell dropped. So <laughs> yeah, I know this part is hilarious. Yeah, today. I'm like, what? All the right. grandmother uh, said that. Um, not too long ago, she woke up hearing gunshots, screaming, a car door slamming, and some vehicles leaving around Kelly's and Kelly and Jason's house. And she brings it up like, I don't know if this is important to you. Guys, <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, she said that's probably the, uh, nothing. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, as is just. Oh, was that important? Oh, did you need to know that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Investigating uh, a murder. And she's like, you know what? Now that you mention it, I do. I, I didn't think it, anything of it at the time, but I heard gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> and then a car peeling out. And then I just kind of went back to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, it didn't feel like a murder, but it, it might have been. I, I like to think like it was like this. The, the grandmother was like... Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, killing Jason, they, they invited us over and they served us meat that they later said was a dead body. And then Lord Frizzo is like, why didn't you say anything? And, and then the grandmother's like, bitch, we're youpers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we eat people all the time. She's like, um, I was a guest in their home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you were raised. <laughs> Yeah, Man, bitch, we're youpers. <laughs> okay, so there's some, there's, there's a couple more things, and then we're done. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, she heard this screaming. She heard a woman yelling, "No, no!" Uh, then she heard guys saying, "Let's get the hell out of here." Uh, in the days following, uh, David heard what sounded like power tools in the middle of the night. Um, and so, he was like, what are they doing? Are they is, remodeling? Who does remodeling at 2 and 3 in the morning? Little does he know, uh, that's some of the best time to get remodeling done. <laughs> and then uh, Laura Frizzo, uh, then for the first time, uh, believes that Chris was lured to the Cochran's house, shot and dismembered. And this is where we're going to leave it. Um, Kelly and uh, uh, Jason are on the lam. Laura Frizzo is hot on their tail. Um and uh, uh, stay tuned for part uh, two and three of Dead North. Love is amazing, oh, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered.